guys. Welcome to another episode of Alpha Waves. Episode number 21. Oh, episode 21. Um, And today, were you going (laughs) to... What? I was, you just said, um. No, so. go on, carry on. <laughs> don't let me take you off your path. Don't, don't get in my, my way. I was in my, <laughs> my flow. But yes, we have a very special guest with us here mm. today. So it is a special episode. We have our good friend, Adrian. Hello. Do you want it? Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Do you want to finish your sentence? <laughs> Literally, she's not trying to. Yeah, go on, Ken. <laughs> so I'm just having my, my limelight moment. But yeah, Adrian, <laughs> tell us who you are. <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Who um, are you? That's such I, a difficult question, isn't it? A little bit. That's okay. <laughs> um, I'm Adrian. I am a producer of theatre, arts, festivals, working with young people who are disadvantaged mm. and don't get the chance to access theatre the same way that a lot of other people do, mm. i.e. middle-class white kids. Um, mm. And <laughs> yeah. So going there early. <laughs> Obviously. We are starting strong when we're talking about legacies. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Glad to have you here. Um, yes. Yeah, this episode we're going to be talking on, on legacies, um, which obviously can be a heavy topic sometimes. Mm. Um I don't know why you're looking at me when you when you say that. Why not? <laughs> some of you, some of you got to get off your chest. Got to look at someone. <laughs> Saying yeah. that, so yeah, let's start with you, Cam. <laughs> great, great. We'll, no, we'll start with me. God. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, we just wanted to touch on legacies. I think it's something that a lot of us think about, but don't really vocalize enough on mm. in terms of like how we view legacies, what we're doing actively to change legacies and where we come from so Mm. it's a bit about what i wanted to talk on today um so yeah since you're in your limelight moment (laughs) i'll let you kick it off and you're wearing lime as well (laughs) yes i was just thinking that um so yeah i think it'll be so interesting to first think about what legacy actually means to you and when i think about a legacy or my legacy it's so weird because I feel like initially you'd think you'd think about what you're leaving behind. But for me, it's more like what are future generations that come from me going to say when they think about me? Okay. Like that's kind of how I think about legacy sometimes, like the impact that you're leaving, you know? So you're still talking about what you leave behind, right? Yeah, yeah. But also just like what kind of person are my future great-great-grandkids gonna think of me as you know so being a good ancestor yes exactly that's it being a good a good ancestor Mm -hmm. that's how I kind of think about that and what are you doing actively to benefit or (laughs) (laughs) yeah to have an impact on the legacy that you want to leave what are you actively doing at this moment you know what I'm actively working on myself that is what I'm doing interesting that's enough that is <laughs> <laughs> don't make it sound like it's not enough. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I heard every single The voice of there. reason <laughs> fighting my corner. Oh, uh, you're so lucky yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Alright, cool, yes. fair enough. I'll leave it there. Thank you. Told. Thank um, you. But I think that is important though. Like how many, you know, people do you have who who have left a legacy before you who haven't worked on themselves, you know, and now you're picking up all of their qualities, all of their things, all of their consequences that have funneled through over mm. the years. You know? But 
you see like when you say working on yourself yeah mm. are you still doing things intentionally that with an outlook on how it will look in the future or are you more concentrated on your present i think a bit of both because you when you are working on yourself you are thinking of a future you you know who's going to be there and be able to to push this forward but then it also impacts your present Mm. yeah go on it depends how you see time like if you Mm. like the present and the future are very much like the same thing okay past the present and future because we're here now from all that's happened before Mm. collecting all that stuff and then the future is right now right now right now right now right now Mm. um because the next second is the future right future yeah i get so working on yourself and if so i remember writing a poem with a friend once because what we do, not not this friend. I've written, <laughs> I've done this technique with Cam before, but my I friend. I was about to write, get so excited, like. It's not you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I wrote a poem with my friend Molly, and um, she wrote a line. I wrote a line. One of the lines I wrote was, "I am my mother's child. I am my grandmother's child. The healing begins when I forgive those who came before me." Right. Mm. Um, but I say that to say that in in terms of legacy, I am them as well. Mm. I carry. I am carrying their stuff but i'm also very much them that they live in my dna so i'm i'm able to heal what they couldn't because i carry so much of them inside me okay Mm. i love that do you think you're able to do that without having those conversations with them because you know there's some people that don't get a chance to have that conversation and they just hear stories Mm -hmm. i think it's about um so when you say stories, like it's about rewriting the story and just mm. doing new things. So I can, if my mum wasn't able to be the person who <laughs> uh, did what was best for herself, mm. um, I can do that in my relationships with friends or mm. partners. Or As in else. do what's best for yourself. Yeah. Whether that's like leaving that friendship behind or setting boundaries that my my grandmother, my grandfather couldn't set in their lives because they even used the word boundaries. Mm. Um, Jamaicans don't have any boundaries, really, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, they couldn't do it then. I can do it now. And that heals before and after. So how much of it is, um, like you've mentioned, doing for yourself, yeah? Mm-hmm. How much of that goes into what you do for others? What do you mean? Sorry. So like, say... I don't want to use your parents as an example, so I'm just going to say parents in general, yeah? Mm-hmm. Say there's parents in general that they've had to sacrifice giving, like... All right, so you know there's some kids that they have everything, but they don't have, like, the love and the affection from parents, yeah? Mm-hmm. But in the parents' mind, they're saying, oh, I need to be able to provide. Mm-hmm. So they spend a lot of time doing that, but it's like you've almost done stuff, something, it's kind of for yourself, but it's for your child as well, right? But it's not really what your child wanted from you, especially at that early stage. So it's almost like, how do you separate doing something for yourself and for others? And how much of that plays an impact on your legacy? Because you might be doing something that you think is gonna be beneficial for them in the long term, but how they look back on it is like, oh, but you wasn't around. Well, I guess so many parents don't even talk to their children in a way that they recognize their child has autonomy and 
mm. a mind to decide for themselves what they want mm. for their lives. Mm. So if you aren't listening to your three-year-old saying, I want this for myself, yeah. and you don't see that as important, then you're going to constantly put your own perspective above theirs. Mm -hmm. But you have to... Mm, it's important to recognise children as coming with deep knowledge and of deep course, wisdom yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. themselves in the world to be able to tell you, hey, you might want to leave me loads of money. I don't care about money anymore. Capitalism mm. is not in my DNA in the mm -hmm. same way it's in yours. Um, can we actually try and plant some trees? Mm. Can you please get me some land back home so I can go back one day? Can you teach me how to set up companies and businesses yeah. so I can help those who are in need? Um, but yeah, it's just about listening to those who are coming in. Of course, mm. of course. But I think like it's an easy thing that happens commonly is like somebody, I just used the parent example for a base level, but somebody can have an outlook on what they want their legacy to be. As in, like I said, I want, I want you to know that I've done everything for you. I left money for you, etc. But the person that comes after you is like, looks back at it like, yeah, you gave me money, but what I wanted, well, how I remember you is somebody that was never there. And you that almost becomes <clears throat> your legacy. That's why I feel everyone should work on themselves because mm. where, <clears throat> sorry i'm still still just recovering we gave you like five minutes with no talking What's going on? <laughs> it just marinated <laughs> but um but, but yeah i was saying with with that i feel comes two things mm. if you have parents who didn't really experience much wealth in a material sense and that's what they focused on and as a result in in the example that you given that children now have you know those children are lacking in affection that is why it's so important for every new step in that long line focuses on themselves so that they can continue healing themselves, working on themselves. And instead of carrying bitterness with how, you know, this is what I wanted and this is what I got, mm. but a more forward thinking way of being like, okay, this is what I'm going to give. Then you'll continue healing your, your, you know, the generations that came before and who are coming after and also you will continue leaving a legacy that's buildable, I feel. Hmm. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. What's your but concern? It's not a concern. <laughs> it's just that I know that like, like a lot of the time what you see and what, so how someone else looks at you is complete polar opposites. But that's why you have to communicate as well with, with, the people in your family and your kids like you need to know is what i'm doing translating to you mm. you know and if it's not how can we we make it translate true but it's not again i don't think it's a blanket over everybody in your life like some mm. people look at you one way other people look at you another way it's just about what matters almost the most mm. so are you your father right yeah so is your focus about making sure your child has enough money when they're older? It's what not, is your focus when it comes to legacy? It's not so much the money. Money is part of it, but it's more for him to, I don't think that's the legacy part. That's like planning because my planning is for him to have options. Mm. As much options as possible with whatever he wants to do, I'm able to help him with that. The legacy that I want to leave is the fact that he knows that I was part of, I was always part of his life. Everything that he wanted to do, I was supported him. That I've shown him 
as many options as possible, showing him how to live in a way that you don't need to be scared of what society tells you. Mm. Like, listen to your own self, what you want to do. And I'm that's that's the kind of stuff that I want to put in his mind more than, oh yeah, there's a bunch of money here for you. Because I'd rather be remembered as somebody that impacted him more than just financially. So with Legacy, I feel like, it's about what you do for yourself mm. and what they watch you do. So when I'm doing a project at work and um, I'm creating a project, for example, where there'll be six young people coming in to do a music project right. um, and all these young people are, have some kind of disability, whether they're neurodivergent, ADHD, autism, whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's a legacy that has to come from this project, which means that it can't just be in the room, record the songs, whatever, and then it's done. The legacy is about, okay, cool, it's gonna go out on some website and a load of people are gonna hear this and listen mm. to this and experience it. And then maybe these young people can come back a year later and talk to the next cohort because they're the legacy. So I feel like with you, it's about pouring into yourself so your son can see, oh, you have options. Mm -hmm. You've been given, you've given yourself pathways out of situations and mm. he has an example to go okay cool i can do it for myself yeah and of course you teach him how you did it but it's about you actively doing it as yeah. well no, i agree 100 mm. percent. and i think i've always said that because i make music as well right mm -hmm. and i've always said that within my music i've always wanted to have a message so that i've kind of created my own narrative mm -hmm. rather than because I've like the environments that I've come from, I've seen people have these bright ideas, but not manage to see it out for whatever reason. Yeah? Either their last cut, sh cut short or their time freeze being cut short, etc. And in those moments, it's always kind of like it's touching because I know that they wanted to do so much more, but now they've just gone down as a street legend, let's say, or whatever. And it's like, I know that that's not the legacy that they wanted to leave behind. But that's how they've been viewed, and it's it's that that's scary to me almost. That like some people don't get a chance to like display their own narrative for how their legacy is. Heavy question: If you were gone today, mm. what would your legacy be? I think about it a lot. I do think about it a lot, and again, like I said, it's not a blanket to some people. I think they'll look at me as some things. Like my family will look at me. I, I, I believe. I hope anyway <laughs> that they will look at me as somebody that was always there and always tried to do more. Mm. There's other people that might look at me like, I don't know what they look at me, but yeah. He tried to do more. Mm. <laughs> That's a legacy. Mm. I think there's more. There is more, there yeah. probably is more, mm. a lot more, mm. a lot more, but I don't, I don't want to speak on how other people view it because I don't know for sure. Mm. That's not your business. Mm. It really isn't. Would you say then that a legacy in that regard is kind of your reputation? What kind of differs, if we're, if we're looking at legacies in this kind of way, what differs uh, your reputation from a legacy? Because I also feel like that, that does factor into it, but a legacy is also what you've left behind. Like, have you left a stepping stone or have you left bricks mm. that the next person's gonna have to create a path out of? And that's the way that I kind of look at it. So when, with questions like, if you were going to stay, what would your legacy be? <clears throat> I struggle with that answer because I don't feel like I've left a legacy yet. Do you know what I mean? You, like I've okay. left Sorry, an imprint, 
but I haven't left or what I would want to consider a legacy, mm. you know, that someone would be like, yeah, she came here and she did that. I guess it's mm. like, like not making your small things feel small. Like mm. t- to you, you think you did a small thing. Mm. Like it wasn't a lot, mm. but you've got friends in your life who were impacted by your laughter and by mm. your presence and by the advice you gave. There are words you said that have reverberated through people in ways that you don't know mm. there are words that you told people that when they wake up in the morning they go oh but cam would say this mm. um or cam would encourage me in this way or i need to be more like cam and i remember when cam told me she would do this in the morning i love the, these little examples there yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you feel nice right i know yeah. i'm like yeah cam <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i think like in terms of a of a legacy like how i said in the in the beginning like what are people how you're spoken about when you're yeah like how are people speaking about you but i also understand what you're saying jam that you can't control how everyone's looking at you but your legacy isn't for everyone also how much of it is tied to achievements do you think Mm, i don't know about achievements Mm. because i'm thinking about when I say like the cam who offers advice, they left a legacy. Um, if I think about someone else who maybe just shared a word with me on the street, I don't know. Like, that's impact and legacy. I don't know what the meanings of the words mm. are. I mean, dictionary. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Um, but I feel like with a legacy, it's about how far that one thing runs. Exactly. It's like a exactly. huge string. Yeah. yeah. Um. So when you think about family legacies, because that thing's passed down, right? Mm. And when you give a word to someone, if that word is a seed that then becomes huge, mm. um, then there's a legacy there mm. because it's affected someone where it's like, oh, one day someone told me, oh, make lemonade out of lemons, whatever, some cheesy quote. <laughs> but that person now is a doctor and that's their mantra before they go into mm. the surgery mm. and they save lives. That's mm. a legacy. Yeah, no, it's true. Because I feel like a lot of people do tie the two together, like achievements with legacy. But I think over time I've started to separate the two. Because mm-hmm. I don't think... Because if I say this, there's things that I've started today, if I don't get to see it through in my lifetime, but it continues into my son's lifetime and then he continues it, mm-hmm. etc., then the legacy started with me. Mm-hmm. So even though I didn't get to achieve it and see it through, it still started the legacy. Mm. that's why I've started to separate the two whereas before I was so fixated on Mm. doing this before my time's up I think that's where I'm at now Mm. you know and I never thought of it as in like something that you leave behind for someone else to then pick up you know Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to find a tissue in your bag (laughs) (laughs) and I couldn't find it this is why they say don't go in girls bags right so you could have said that (laughs) you see why I asked now because I thought you just rummage around until you find it. Why would I do that in your bag? <laughs> but you know what's so bad is I know that because I wouldn't do that either. Right. Like just rummage around. No, that is just unnecessarily complex for no reason, Cam. You could have said it. And that's my legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Complicated. I'm sorry, I um, That's all good. Yeah, no, that's okay. What, what was I saying there? I was saying... Um, I want to say something else. If someone leaves behind something that isn't so great, you know, like, yeah, something that isn't so great, would you still call that someone's legacy? Yeah, you have a good and bad legacy, right? Mm. I guess. I keep thinking of Hitler. I'm so sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's a really bad legacy. <laughs> really bad legacy. But look how yeah. far it reverberated. Look at yeah. neo-Nazis and fascism. Yeah. And America. And how it's still present today. Yeah. Um, that's a good example, actually. So that's a bad, bad legacy. Mm. But done really well. <laughs> but really yeah. bad. Mm. Yeah. It's impactful. Yeah. Um, good or bad depends which side of the fence you sit on some people look at it as a good legacy if I they agree with people um, <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah that's no true. it's true it's very true that's so true. like looking at your life both of you obviously mm. um, is there noticeable things that you can see from people that's come before you that you could <laughs> <laughs> family or like I, um, let's start with family <laughs> <laughs> what was the all like like what were the other options um i'm thinking about the legacy of um <clears throat> teachers okay in my life oh that's so interesting um and what they gave to me for sure like there's a teacher called dr saju patel uh who he was a science teacher who joined us from like this other school. He was he's Dr. Sarju. He didn't need to teach at Acton High School. At all. I was at like all. <laughs> um, but he came and he was really trying to drum into us like discipline and like mm. caring about ourselves and how we can um want more for ourselves. And there was one science lesson, he didn't do science. He played us this um YouTube video called The Last The Last Um Lecture, I think it's mm. called or something. Um and it's from this guy who was about to die. He had terminal cancer. Um, and he was talking about dreams and following your dreams and how you should, uh, like how s small things as a kid, like those things you should be followed and then where he ended up and now he's going to pass away. Yeah. He's not alive anymore. Mm. Um, the, le the lecturer and nor is Dr. Saji Patel. He mm. died very soon after that. Oh, wow. Um, like a couple of weeks. Whoa. Yeah. So crazy. And we all mentioned how, like, why the hell did <laughs> these two things go together? Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a tragic accident mm. that he passed away. And, wow. uh, and it's a legacy because of the intentionality mm. of like, we're not going to do things the way we did it before. I'm going to give you this for your science lesson. Um, and you're going to lead the class. And we were all like, is that it? So, like, mm. no chemicals, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no like, yeah, chemicals. Yeah. Wow. Um, but look at that, yeah. though, because it's been so many years later and it's something that you're talking about today, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wonder, wonder how many other students who were in that class that still think back on, on that moment and that event and how it may have impacted them. Absolutely. So do you have any mm. teachers that you think gave, <laughs> had a good impact on you? Yeah, there there are. I can't think of them right now. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just thinking of the ones that I didn't really like too much. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I guess they're teachers in their own right, you know, as in like they taught you something through through that experience. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I had a teacher who really doubted me and kept predicting, doing my predicted grades lower. And I was really frustrated about it because I was like, how am I supposed to <clears throat> get my UCAS points? You know? <laughs> no, it's because I failed the first year. Okay, so. it's your fault. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I only got a D. Like it wasn't that deep, you know. 
that was that was unplanned yeah. but yeah it wasn't that deep I only got a D but because of that she kept predicting me um a D and I was like what uni is going to look at this and think yeah we'll we'll take that and I kept giving her um essays that I'd written but she didn't mark them so she couldn't see how much I'd improved and then I complained about her so much and forced her to predict me something higher and then I ended up getting a really good grade at the end and that taught me to just trust yourself and mm-hmm. if someone's saying you can't do something you just really can do it like it's in your hands mm-hmm. and that that was a good experience your personal legacy yeah it's like those yeah. things that like drive you to be better yeah um so it's like thanks for that miss like, yeah literally but i don't know how that ties into a legacy but it has made me wonder that do you have like a legacy is it possible to have a legacy that you leave just for yourself you know like a personal legacy that no one else really knows that includes all these moments where you proved something that you were able to do that's interesting mm, i've had not really considered that before you know like your own personal mm. achievement and legacy and how you know your own personal growth do you ever like mm. talk to your past self and say like thank you for all you gave me and mm. Like you gave me so much, and I understand why you went through what you went through. Um, that's like mm. personal legacy. Like you're looking back and going, like because you did this in the past, I'm here now. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So you gave yourself what you needed. Exactly. Like when I need, I need to start the gym so bad. You do. Hey. <laughs> no, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, you do because it feels so good. It's just amazing. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. But definitely didn't come across like that. <laughs> you didn't say it like that. I was like, you really, really. <laughs> no, I meant it just, it just feels really good. And even that for me is a legacy that I did. Um, you know, I actually did a proper gym session and how... That's a personal you achievement. Per- you did one. Yes, mm. this week one. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> one this and is counting, crazy. actually. <laughs> how much? What does it take for something to become a legacy? Like, what? What do you have to put in? Like, is it? How big does it have to be for you to consider it a legacy? Me personally, it's difficult because there's some, like you said before, there's small things that somebody could do that can have a major impact on you, mm-hmm. but on the grand scheme of things, I feel like something that something that impacts you the most is looked at as a bigger legacy. Like, so I feel like a lot needs to go into it for myself personally, when I'm looking inwards. But when I'm looking at other people's legacy, obviously I don't know the ins and outs and all the intricate things that they had to go through and get get through. But when I'm looking at myself personally, I wouldn't be happy with just the small things. I always feel like there's so much that I need to do to leave behind such a great legacy. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like you, you, it sounds like you feel like effort is the most important thing. Mm. And I think it's partly because of everything that I've been through. Like there's been so many different pivotal moments in my life that I feel like I've learned so much lessons from it that I've got so much to give and leave behind from those lessons. Maybe if I went through less, I wouldn't feel like there's so much for me to give, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I think that plays a major part in it. I love that phrasing that there's just so much to give. Like it just feels and sounds so abundant, you know, Mm -hmm. to think about in that way that looking at your life experiences is not something that's happened to you or something, you know, like that. But it allows you to give more. Mm. Mm -hmm. Even in that saying that, that 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 
came from a change in a way of thinking. Because when you're going through things, you you naturally have that, why is this happening to me thing? Mm. Until you go through so much <laughs> that you're like... <laughs> it's happening again. It's like, <laughs> something else is happening. There must be a reason why this is happening. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost for me to make this story. That's the mm. thing, isn't it? When you get control of the story, then the legacy gets gets like power. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's It's not about like, um, of things just happening to you. It's about going like, no, this happened because of this, and I'm le- it's leading me to this. 100%. I'm doing this. Rosa Parks <laughs> sitting on that bus mm. might seem simple, not even simple. It was a hard situation, mm. but she's tired and she's like, I'm not gonna move, mm. <laughs> and I'm not gonna let you say what you want to say to mm-hmm. me. I'm gonna do what I want right now, and that had a ripple effect. Mm. So it's about you going like, I need to just live intentionally right no of course yeah and going back to an earlier question i think was it you who asked it agent that what um or was it you that what does your impact need to be big to yeah yeah, i i don't agree with that that your legacy needs to be a huge thing in order to be a legacy Mm. i think you're in order for something to be a legacy in my opinion it just has to carry opportunities for for whoever is experiencing that you know like for instance with what you just said about your um science teacher the opportunity that they gave you was an opportunity to think about something differently in a way that can open a whole new path that you wouldn't have considered unless you had that initial seed and thought and i feel like that's what a legacy can be you know like even someone I'm trying to think of a of a good example, but even something like your, you know, a pet, someone getting a admin job and then working through that job where now they've reached a higher place, mm. which is way higher than their parents could have ever gotten as, you know, whoever they are, that in itself is a legacy because you've now created a new opportunity for I someone who's coming after you. But sometimes I think there's no thought behind it. Sometimes I think mm. things just happen in your life or happen to people. Like, think of George Floyd, yeah? Mm. He, he obviously didn't intend for what happened to him to mm. happen to him, but it's had such <coughs> an impact. Mm. Well, I don't know about in everybody's life because a lot of mm. it was fake. But um, it for that moment in time anyway, let's say in that moment in time, it had such an impact that when you think of him, when you just hear the name, there's a legacy behind it. Mm. And that's something that's happened to him. It wasn't something that he created or something that he intentionally set out to do. It's something that's happened to him that sparked. It's hard to say sparked a change because at that moment it looked like it was sparking a change, but it's mm. America, isn't it? So mm. <laughs> it's America, isn't it? So, but that's but, the thing as well, like the legacy that you leave, mm. when that people leave after death as well and how things echo mm-hmm. after their death. Like in Islam, you can still like have a legacy after death because I saw there was a rapper who passed away and they were raising money so that they could build some wells okay. somewhere and that's meant to like help you in judgment day as well mm. which mm. was still adding to your good list by like having your name attached to this mm. and like yeah because your name's on it basically like it's contributing to your mm. legacy um so I guess it's also like what lives on after you die what what echoes on after you die so that your name is still mm. got a good um, legacy mm. to it. I love that word, echo, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like that 
kind of ties in so nicely with what a legacy is like what echo are you leaving behind mm-hmm. um, yeah that was that was my only That's comment <laughs> yeah you're <laughs> 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 both staring at me and i was like that i just really like the word <laughs> fair enough cam um <laughs> do you think that everybody needs to leave something behind of like a legacy like i think person? everyone does leave something behind yeah. which, which is why it's important to leave behind something good that's why I don't agree with the effort thing of like you have to do something mm. hard to like mm. leave a legacy because it's not about some people do that so mm. like there are legacies mm. that are big because you put some fire behind it yeah um and there are some people who there are babies who came to the world breathed and they left a legacy mm. and then they died mm-hmm. um mm. Sorry for saying it like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's impactful. You yeah, know? like it's true. Um, mm. and they don't know what they came in here to do, but they came in and they, they just existed mm. in a breath, in a few breaths, and then after they were gone, other things happened. Whether it's a charity or whether like things were mm. fundraised or like more um awareness was brought to something, um, so it's not about the effort it's about like just being able to exist well Mm. Um, yeah i think it's about choices like are your choices creating a legacy that someone behind you is going to be thankful for or someone behind you is going to be great now i need a therapist (laughs) you Mm. know like you you mentioned someone behind you yeah Mm. obviously i know you haven't got children you got children no right so (laughs) you two don't have kids yeah how much how like how much do you think about the future not yourself like anything that comes after you so often i have to be honest yeah mm. really really your often well. yeah. yeah that's what i was gonna say obviously you got your siblings as mm. well but because the reason i'm asking that is because i had this thought in my head of legacy with siblings i've got a younger sister older brother but it kind of shifted once i had a child mm. like that became everything before he was born I would say was my my legacy with my family almost that's my thought the moment he was born he's creating a legacy that he for him for myself sorry in relation to him became priority so that's what I was just wondering like Mm. if there was a shift not a shift but yeah no it's interesting you say that because I do also feel the same with with my siblings and the feeling that you described is a feeling I can't relate to yet having not Mm. yet had kids but as I go through certain moments that I'm experiencing I always ask myself who do I want to be in front of my future kids in this moment because Mm. everything is led by example so who do I want to be? So even small things like confronting or, you know, confronting well a manager at work or something like that or mm. doing something or speaking, like these are things that if I want my kids to learn this stuff, like my future children, then I need yeah. to be that way now. And I think because, you know, every family has their struggles and blah, blah, blah. I think I just kind of have it so vividly in my head a comparison of how I've spoken about people who have come before me mm. in comparison to how I would want people to talk about me when when I'm in that position as as like an ancestor and as a, a you know a parent a grandmother like am I, are you going to be spoken about favorably like you really helped set us up for life or are you going to talk about them like you know you were an obstacle that I had to move through in the first part of my life this is why I'm scared to have kids. 
I want kids, mm. but I'm scared to have kids because I don't want to. You can't control how people see you, mm. um, and undoubtedly, your kids will definitely see your flaws louder than you might have seen them. I see my dad's flaws big. I see my dad's great things as well. Mm. Um, but <laughs> like we, it's a it's a funny thing in our family where I can tell him like you you keep doing this thing <laughs> of like not whatever his flaw is, right? Mm. And it's only because I'm his son and I've mm. lived with him and grown up with him that I'm able to tell him like, look, dad, you need to be able to take criticism better than that. Like, mm. and he's like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so the legacy is not always going to be about um, them seeing all the positive glowing things about you. It's about mm. how you can also stand in your crap mm. and own that. Mm. And that's a legacy as well. Like, oh, she knew who she was. Yeah. Yeah, she knew who she was. And also she had the compassion to be who she is and allow me to be who I am. I mm. feel like that's the important thing, you mm -hmm. know? Like how much space are you making is the question that I I feel like it's important to ask. Sorry, I just started <laughs> thinking about my, what my eulogy would sound like. Because <laughs> when you're talking about legacy, it's like, okay, so your legacy's all it's all gonna be packed into your you no literally as you're saying the same thing that i was thinking because right well i didn't want to say it because <laughs> well, the way i was thinking was a bit more mm, on the sadder terms like mm. it's just i'm just thinking of examples in my life like for instance again not to go back to my previous example but to go back there like i've seen young kids pass away right mm. and his mother remembers him as his as this great child and that's the way that she looks at him but then there's other people that will look at him as the enemy almost, right? Mm. And it's like, in those moments, how much can you really take in what other people say and how you look at people? Because realistically, it's how they impacted you. It doesn't really matter what that person says over there if you've been such a great impact on my life. So it's not just one legacy, it's multiple It's legacies. multiple, right? So it's about recognizing that legacy isn't one thing mm. it's mm. it's multiple things like your my legacy with certain friends is not going to be amazing mm. um they're gonna remember yeah, the person that ran away <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've never really thought about it that way you mm. know that you you can you do have multiple legacies with with every person that you cross paths with how much attention do you actively pay to people's legacy around you Honestly, I don't. Never, right? Never. I don't. And and oh, but I do think about the impact you have on me. I'll send you posts all the time of like, send that post to the the friend that makes you happy in the yeah, morning. Yeah, but that's but I consider you as part of my legacy. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if there's people that I no longer speak with, or you know, have a certain opinion mm. of me that <clears throat> has an opinion opinion of me as you know as an enemy type of person or whatever, then they're not part of my legacy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because my legacy is what I'm actively doing to change the path for the people that I care about or to impact their path, you yeah. know? So I don't know, actually, if I fully agree with that. If people... I think there is a difference between, like, legacy and impact and reputation. And although they tie into it, I think your legacy is relative to who you're leaving that legacy for, you know? Does mm. that make sense? Kind of, but. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, but no. <laughs> no, no, I get what you're saying. To, yeah, yeah, legacy is basically the, the 
yeah. the umbrella that everything it's falls so under. Pressure mm. to me, like to ha- like oh, I have to leave. for your your dad. So your mm. the pressure's kind of like automatic. Mm. You kind of mm. have to deal with it. Um, whereas I'm like, <laughs> I want to opt out. doing this for? <laughs> yeah, like mm, I, I kind of want to opt out of the pressure mm. of having having to leave a legacy for someone. Um, but I try and do good as much as possible yeah. so that it's an automatic legacy building thing. If I can pour into you and you were able to be advised by me in a way that changed the course of your understanding of life, um, great, but I didn't do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to leave a legacy. That's but kind of narcissistic. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Some of it is like stuff that just happens. Yeah. Because a lot of the time you don't even realize when people are watching you. Mm. If you're, like you said, if as long as you're not too self-absorbed and but there's people watching things that you do and how you handle certain situations Mm. and i'm not saying necessarily that plays a part in your legacy building but it's part of how you're remembered like Mm. he dealt with that this way so because even like siblings i know that i've done things without thinking of what i'm doing Mm. and how it's impacting people but then your sibling might turn around and say, oh, I'm inspired by how you dealt with that, but never vocalize it to you. But mm. they've watched and seen it and that's played a part in how they deal with stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, com- it's almost kind of like traditions. Family traditions is technically a legacy that's come from somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. uh, that makes sense. A lot of that. What's your heritage? Um, Caribbean, as in which countries in the Caribbean? Yeah. St. Lucian. Do you, does St. Lucia do Nine Night? Yeah. So do you know what Nine Night is? Mm-mm. Do you want to explain Nine Night? Basically when somebody passes away, it's like the, the almost like a celebration of life, right? Mm-hmm. Before Some people do it before the funeral. Most people do it before the before funeral. funeral. Most people, like mm. before the funeral. Um, you have the celebration for Nine Nights. Mm-hmm. And then the oh, funeral. Okay, so it's a mm. celebration for Nine Nights of their life. In but that, it's, n- it's normally in the person's house. Yeah, I was going to say, it's normally in their house or their mother's mm. house. Um, And it's usually mm. like loads of food, loads mm. of family. Music. Um, music. Mm. Depends on like the tradition of family. If they're very Christian, then there's like hymns and mm. prayers and all that stuff and mm. food. Mm. Um, Always food. Mm. And if they're less religious, then it might be closer to like where it originally came from, which is like African tradition as well. Mm. Well, there's a lot of spirituality around like on the ninth night the person's spirit would pass through mm. um and there's things you have to do on the ninth night like mm-hmm. move furniture around and all yeah. that stuff um but i mention it because that's a legacy of like we are preserving this person's memory in a mm. way that we'll if we don't remember their life we'll remember the nine nights mm-hmm. that mm. we had where we collected everything into one place yeah and let's gather everyone in so we can concentrate all that energy mm. and make sure that their legacy is strong that's so interesting i love that and i love that it's like is it is it intentionally a celebration like you go there to celebrate this this person's life usually a celebration it depends mm. how young they were as well yeah mm. yeah and the circumstances mm-hmm. that's so interesting to me because it parallels a little bit with what we do in in indian culture so when someone passes away we kind of lay um white sheets around the house of of the person and the door is always unlocked and that's a period Mm. of time up until the funeral where anyone can come in 
but to grieve and there's always food there's always people there there's always family there is to make sure that you know the people who are closest to are grieving and suffering have people around them and mm-hmm. that and you know people are always bringing food so that they looked after and uh and yeah but but it's a lot more it's, it's really not a celebration like it is a very sad time it's like a time for actively grieving so mm. so yeah. yeah but it's but it's no, of course you get grieving mm. they, they grieve but yeah, yeah. Start, I think it's definitely about flowing alcohol sometimes as well mm. like just have fun like just mm. release it a little bit there's dancing at some nine nights like there's drummers in mm. jamaica i've seen like drummers Wow. Not not me personally being there. I've yeah. seen it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen drummers and dancers yeah. at a nine night before. Yeah. Um, which but feels similar, like, like it depends, you know, like if it was a really old person who was suffering, then the, that period of time before the funeral can be a little bit more joyful. Mm-hmm. So so it does all depend on circumstance. But with things like that, do you both see yourselves carrying on? What, nine nights? Mm. I really want a nine night. I want to mm. make sure my family do one for me. There are certain mm. traditions that I really want continued. Um, I really want loads of food. I really want Caribbean food at mm. my... <laughs> Why am I talking about my funeral? <laughs> no, but I, I'd see, I didn't even mean your funeral. I just meant when you're, <laughs> when you're the, el- the elder statement of your family and there's someone else in your family that passed away that's close to you. So we did it recently for a family member. We had a nine night, but it was online because mm. there's people. This family member was originally from Jamaica, came over here, lives here, f- lived here for a long time. So like it was online for the sake of those who are overseas mm. but i definitely continue it for those who like live here for sure mm. and who were born here and raised here and had their friends here mm. i think it's important is there anything without getting too personal choose what you want to say is there anything from your family that you that you don't want to continue as part of your legacy you yes. can just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> just yes. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Do yeah. I name the thing? Yes. Anger. <laughs> I feel like, you know, and avoidance. I feel like those are two very big things that I've seen, not just in my family, mm. like my immediate family, but across my whole family. Yeah. And I think that's something that is stopping with me for sure. Yeah. Mm. I think um, there's a thing with parents going, I'm not your friend. I'm not mm. one of your little friends. I was like, well, if you're not my friend, you never will be my friend. Mm-hmm. Don't try and be my friend when I'm 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly. too late. Exactly. Way too late. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. you say that because that's my thing. Like, my mom's never said that to me, mm-hmm. but there's been certain times in her life where her actions have kind of sh- been like, it's okay to be open to me. Mm-hmm. And I, because obviously Caribbeans, a lot of the time it's a, like, that's big people business. Stay mm. out of big people's business, yeah? Mm. But sometimes that's something that I want to change because, like, again, like, things that you go through show you that if it was handled differently, we might have had a different outcome at the time. Mm. And it's only from getting with my girlfriend that I realised that how open her family are in talking about almost every aspect of their life mm-hmm. with each other so they know what's going on here, here, here and there. I wouldn't want it, like to the scale that they have it but no boundaries (laughs) yeah pretty much no boundaries but i wouldn't want it to that scale but i would want it to the i would want to change it from where it is now in my family where it's like secrets and yeah yeah, just like be a bit more privacy privacy yeah 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 yeah. be a bit more okay it's just like not every day hide 
um big family secrets from everyone sometimes mm. find a way to talk about it with the little kids mm. find a way to like mention it and recognize that you'll be welcomed in with love mm. um instead of like the judgment i think in families as well there's a big fear of judgment um yeah. and being pushed out and mm. blacklisted when you're the black sheep of the family yeah so. yeah um so yeah like i would like to foster a new generation of the family that is happy to say hey i'm not feeling my best self mm. right now can you hold me as i am mm. as the ones who love me 100 mm. percent. i think there's nothing worse than like when a relative passes or something and then that's when you find out the truth yeah yeah there's even relatives that's passed and it's only when they passed that I found out that what their real name was. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I was calling you something completely different your whole life. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's but crazy. that's different because that's a yeah. pet name. That's like the name that's like mm. affectionately given. No, 100%. But it'd still be nice to know your real name. Yeah, it'd still be nice to know, you know, <laughs> the government. Nice. But, um, <laughs> we are family. Mm. But also, I think with... Um, you know, that thing about privacy too. I think it's also important to have openness with the everyday things, not mm. just like the big family secrets, but you know, like to be able to look at your family member and know what's going on in their life. Of course. Or even to look at your family member and think, I'm able to tell them what's going on in my life when I'm ready to, and you can hold that, you know, whatever private space you need for as long as you want or need to but you always know that you you know you have a family member to be open with and say that stuff to you or any stuff you know a lot of it though you have to be understanding is that they people live through different times yeah so what was acceptable for them mm. may have changed yeah that lack of affection as well mm. was a huge norm for them growing mm. up for my parents growing up i think my grandma's quite affectionate um, on my dad's side, mm. but I think my mom's side, she's less affectionate, but I can see when you understand people's life stories as mm -hmm. well, um, you understand where that comes from. And it's like, I understand you've been through quite a lot of trauma, haven't you? Um, mm. <laughs> but I still, I guess that's why Cam's always saying like, I'm working on myself. So that it's not a case of mm. like, oh, but I was traumatized. Yeah, but what did you do about it? Mm. Exactly. Like when I, you know, when I think about my, my future, whatever's kids, whatever, I, I don't want to be like this perfect polished person and say, look, this is who we are. This is whatever I want to say. Like it really wasn't always like that, you know, touch with that. I get to a good place to compare. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, to say that it wasn't always like that. So whatever you are, know that it won't always be like that mm -hmm. either you know so how, like how do you go about breaking these cycles that you see well you know what i'm doing it with my youngest sibling who's 16 years old mm. and i'm obviously a lot older than them and the way that i was raised is very different from the way not even that they're raised but even the the world that they're growing up in mm. you know so for me where i was grown up with being you know just very ethnic like shouted out this or that like you, you can't do that with the the younger kids you know so me as being a much older sibling and also a caregiver i had to learn very quickly that shouting at them is not something that i can continue as part of you. this legacy you would never do that but <laughs> <laughs> they they know not to do that mm -hmm. but it just 
didn't feel right you know and it didn't work like it felt like why am I carrying this on when yeah when it's just not you know the world is moving and you kind of do have to move with it so what's the difference between you being shouted at and them being shouted at well they're not shouted at you know like when have they ever been shouted at have you ever seen it happen yeah when they were much younger but that's what I mean like as we've all grown up like me Mm. and my other brother we are starting to learn or I'm anyway starting to learn to communicate with my younger sibling more okay so say for instance if they're not wanting to go to school or something like that the typical reaction would have been like what are you talking about just go to school and make them do it whereas I've sat down and asked them what is going on with you like why are you punishing yourself here what what is actually not like what is your problem but what problem are you having that you can't do this and we had a really really nice conversation where they were able to open up to me about everything that was on their heart and I think that's such a great thing to have you mm-hmm. know because I never felt that way like if my parents were talking to me about something I always kind of carried secrets or felt like it was unsafe to mm-hmm. say this is what's going on and I loved that you know the very next generation like my youngest sibling doesn't feel that way mm. would you ever go mm. to family therapy with like your grandparent oh your god parents? no way it became so vivid yeah like that'll be a mess (laughs) yeah Um, no you can't I mean never say never but you have to accept where people are also like just because I'm making these decisions doesn't mean that my other brother is gonna make those decisions too and it doesn't make them wrong for not making those decisions you just have to accept where they're at on their journey as being the right place for them you know and I feel like therapy having now done it myself is no piece of pie it is so hard (laughs) so Mm -hmm. if you're if you 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 just can't force someone into that experience you both mentioned um like trauma yeah Mm. but like if you don't know everything that somebody's been through i.e your parents how do you then correct the trauma that they've been through correct i don't think it's a correct thing i think it's making meaning of like there's a misconception that you have to fix Mm. everything it's not a fixing it's a um witnessing right and a lot of healing comes from acknowledging a thing Mm. and witnessing a thing and saying i see this as what it is Mm. and your pain is valid a lot of our parents trauma comes from being told shut up what you're feeling is not that bad Mm. Mm. get on with it live your life, move to England, get a job, raise your kids, don't complain about how poor you are, get on with it. Like, I've had it worse is almost the mantra that's been passed down and down. Mm -hmm. Mm. So you feel like by doing that, you're able to break a generational curse? By acknowledging stuff. Mm. Yeah, because so much secrets, so many secrets were what preceded me. So like secrets can feel really um they don't foster love they're not a loving environment mm. Mm. um so without it so if you never get to the bottom of of all these secrets do you think it's impossible to break a curse why are you so nosy though i don't <laughs> <laughs> why do you need to know everything <laughs> 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 come <laughs> 
I think what that question mm. is almost the same as asking do you need an apology from someone mm. or closure in order to forgive something? Do you think so? I I don't think you do. Like I think someone can tell you everything they've been through. You could know your whole backstory of your parent or your grandparent and still be bitter, you know? Like mm. it can still not bring compassion from you. And even knowing can feel like a burden. Like why why have you why you lived your life and now you're making me live your life, you know? So I feel like the true breaking of the generational curse as it always has done comes down to you like it doesn't have anything to do with anyone else it comes down to how are you re- responding or reacting what what are you utilizing from this lifetime to heal yourself and by healing yourself because that's the thing that I you know used to struggle with too I was like is it enough to just heal myself if the people around me aren't healing too but it really is enough mm. you know when you heal yourself like a river it will flow to the others you know you think so they I have to react so. to you differently they have to move differently but it's, if, go on no the reason I'm saying that is because if you've got siblings right mm-hmm. and you've recognized something and you've worked on yourself mm. but they haven't they have kids. Let's say they have kids and you don't. Does that not then continue? And they haven't worked on anything, but they've continued the cycle. But I'm their uncle. And if I'm powerful enough, if I recognize myself as having enough power mm. to influence. My, my nieces are very weird and they're my kind of weird. <laughs> mm. They I send camel videos all the time. Literally, yeah, they are so weird. That's not just my way. sister. Yeah, my sister's like, they're so weird. I'm like, yes, they're me. <laughs> like, so I can see that my influence definitely carries over in the spirit. I believe in the spirit. So I believe that mm. it's not just a flesh thing. It's not just a, oh, I have to speak to you in your ear thing. Mm. When I pray for them at night, um, that's still... Inf- that's like sending that healing over to them as well that does reach them i believe anyway no i like mm. that you say that because a lot a lot of the times especially like caribbeans they, you have that grandmother that might pray for you mm. or, whereas nobody else is doing it but it's her words that carry through more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i was just interested powerful and all you need is one person to pray you know it's mm-hmm. great if you have more but mm. that's that's all you need and to <laughs> to add to that as well um you know in keeping with spirit and everyone kind of coming here with their own thing i think it's important to recognize and also respect that just as you do everyone else has the choice Mm. you know like they have the choice it may not be an easier choice or, or a harder choice but everyone has the choice to work on themselves and improve on themselves and you have to respect their choice even if you don't agree with it mm-hmm. so if you as one sibling have decided to start working on yourself mm. and another doesn't you can always help you can always advise the more you strengthen this yourself the more of a source you become for someone to come to you when when they're ready to but you have to respect that they might not want to do that do you know what's a good book to read um if you ever do a part two of this podcast <laughs> episode mm. all about love by bell hooks mm. have you heard of it Mm-mm. Mm-mm. um so she, bell hooks is an amazing woman she's passed away recently um and in all about love she basically speaks about all the different types of love Mm. that can exist like community family um relationships and when it comes to family in general i think i stopped at that part for a bit because it was so like hard hitting she Mm. speaks very plainly and simply but 
she's sharp. Mm. And one of the things that stood out was that she said, like, if your parents beat you, that's not loving. Mm. And like, mm. I feel like I grew up with like my parents mm-hmm. saying, I'm doing this because I love you. Um, and that being a generational trauma thing yeah. that is just enacted very casually. Mm. But if you lay your hands on a child, it's not loving. Mm. Yeah. I believe. I believe so. Because there are different ways to talk to that being, that mm. spiritual, very big, powerful being in that little body mm. has a way that you can communicate with them mm. other than laying your hands on them. If you did the same thing to an adult, they they could punch you up. They have mm. every right to punch you up if you slap them. And that's what I was just going to say. Like, I feel like an adult who hits their child is a child in an adult's body, mm-hmm. you know, because they're fighting with someone like that they think they're able to fight with, but then simultaneously not recognizing that they are an adult and mm. they have to be the adult, you know? Sometimes that can be the mm. case. Yeah. Do you hit your son? I haven't. Not mm. yet. Mm-mm. Good, don't do it. <laughs> I, I was so silly when I used to get hit. I'd always run to the same spot and it was the bathroom. Which same. was so dumb because <laughs> you have nowhere else to go. And then they'd shut the door and I'm like, damn. Mm. Well, it's the only room with a lock. Huh? It's the only room with a lock. But I wouldn't lock it. I'd run in and leave it open. Why? Because I was dumb. <laughs> Wow. No, it's crazy. We're not doing that anymore. That no, generational trauma. No. But I remember when my youngest sibling was born, and I was young at that point myself, and I was like, so when are you going to hit him then? Because <laughs> you said you mm. would, and you did it to us, so why aren't you, you doing it? But even that was quite um, an interesting thing to see, that my parents in their older... Well, my, my dad never hears, but our parents in my in their but, older age... But that's, they, that's the thing, exactly yeah. that, yeah, because... Mm. sometimes it's experience because mm. if you don't know any better you're yeah. just going off what you've been seen like of what you've been taught mm. so if your parents was hit and then they've hit your older brother but mm. then after they've done that they've realized this isn't what i want to be doing mm. and then they didn't do it anymore yeah you can't really look at them in a way for doing it to you once you understand why they've done it if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and the fact that they stopped with my youngest sibling. Because obviously know? being a parent is not easy. Sometimes it's just frustration. You don't know why this person is not listening to you. Then yeah. work on yourself. No, of course you exactly. have to. But I'm saying sometimes you just, it's, I it can understand really why hard. somebody will go back to... Their instinct. Yeah. And, like and also fault. what's so, so hard is to not react like the way that you'd been taught. And I've really struggled with that with my younger sibling, like, you know, being shouted at and, and spoken to like that and being mm. an annoying child and seeing your parents get frustrated. It was really difficult to not have that knee jerk reaction with my younger sibling. Mm. But then also when you don't have that, you feel like you're out at sea with nothing to row with because you're like, well, what do I do then? Because you haven't seen anything different. different yeah, those are know? the tools that you know, mm. being equipped with. Um, yeah. yeah, we're no, lucky now that as we're growing in, in the world that we're in today, there's so many things online but not everyone <laughs> what things are you talking about you know like just so many videos about and posts and like oh like knowledge yeah knowledge <laughs> yeah yeah exactly do you know why no- you say that because i laugh because you see the thing with online yeah mm. there is something to support every narrative so mm. it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing because you could be thinking away mm. and you go online and you can find somebody that thinks the same way as you 
and you then think it's acceptable to be that way but it's not mm. necessarily a great thing if I, it's, that's just how true, it is online true but I mean more like parenting same thing videos same thing books. if I if, say if I strongly believed with beating my child mm. I can almost guarantee I can go online and find someone that, that 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 goes on the same thing and I'll think that's okay yeah yeah but use your intuition and discernment right that's why so that's why the in terms of legacy building and the mm. ingredients of good legacy building part of the ingredient is working yourself well enough mm. to be able to suss out bullshit that's the underlying factor but and also you know in yourself like what do you, do you, you say feel that but there's a lot of lost people in this world that's why i keep saying it there's <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of lost people in this world that's why i keep saying yeah. it yeah yeah like, we in this room, I believe, have enough understanding of ourselves mm. to be able to speak from those viewpoints. But there are a lot of people that's lost and don't even know how to begin to look at themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, and those are the those are the situations that we see. That's why not every generational curse has been broken across mm. the world because nobody. There are people that don't know how to look at themselves. Mm. But not every generational curse is your problem. Not talking about yeah. my problem. I'm talking about in general. But that's, I'm taking but that's, it past me right now. But that's the thing. Like when I feel like those kind of discussions, like talking about all the people that are lost in the world, mm. for me, it feels kind of almost like why even spend energy thinking about that? Because so your soul focus is only on yourself. But, but you it has them, to be. And you call them lost, but they're not lost. They're because someone could be lost, like. For, for a while and then one day something happens and a light bulb clicks or they read something or you know or there can be a seri- series of events that lead them to somewhere mm. but that is their business and so on your like, day-to-day in your community yeah yeah is your focus solely on yourself or on the community that you're in as well or the community that you're trying to be that you're trying to better or is it just yourself solely I feel like it starts with you and then what you do impacts your community because it goes back to what you said before like you just cannot control other people and you will continue to hurt yourself over and over and over again the Mm. more you try to do that you could have a community of people and then one or two people in that community are lost but if they don't want to be found if they want to keep you know numbing themselves every evening instead of feeling what they're feeling what can you do about that you can't it's up to them to decide one day. And I'm speaking from experience here as someone who also numbed myself. And there was such a long period of time where I thought I was someone who faced things until I really realized that I wasn't facing things. And no one could help me with that. That's my own realization, whether you're from my community or another community or a passing stranger who happens to see into my soul. It doesn't mean anything unless I'm looking at myself. Because mm. That's, and when it comes to like legacies and breaking generational trauma or curses, you can't undo what anyone's done and you can't do for someone else. You can only be focused on yourself because that's how you will impact others. You can always be a helping hand, mm. you know, you can always be a point of contact, but how can you be a point of contact if you're not positioning yourself as that and focusing on yourself to be that? I feel. I'm not sure if I 100% agree, but. Why not? What's your standpoint? Because I just don't, I feel like it's great and it's vital to to focus on yourself. Mm. But I feel like sometimes you've got to pay mind to the community around you. 
So what yep. does that look like for you? Sorry, what does that look like for you? Like when you say focus on the community or pay mind to the community, what does that mean? Just like, it, again, it does come back down to yourself and what you are doing, but there are things that I feel like I intentionally may do to show people another way. Yeah, doing but things still happening within you it is but i don't need to do it because the way that i like if i didn't do it it wouldn't change anything in my life if that makes sense for me personally you do it for the fact that it will help the community yes. yeah but that comes from like your ethics and your morals and your values that you built up mm. you only do those things outside of yourself because of what you've done for yourself mm. um so it's still a thing of like first here and then it overflows and it's like i've got enough to, to give, give now, now. Mm. Mm. Um, but it's never a case of like, oh, I'm gonna give from empty. It's about there's there's certain stacks that need to happen. Of course, yeah. Internally, before automatically you start pouring out. Um, but it's because you have an overflow, not because oh, I must give to them first. Like you, even in the air, in the airplane, you have to put your own mask on before you put someone else's on. Mm. That's like a simple law. Mm. Because I also look at it as, um, you know, to, to follow on with that, like, you know, giving from a cup that's overflowing. If you're giving from a cup that isn't overflowing, then how valuable is what you're giving? Do you know what I mean? But say like, this is just a total different type of example. Say mm. this is more <laughs> like a goal than a legacy thing. yeah. Mm. But say you have this goal that I want to be able to make sure that my parents have everything that they want, right? Mm -hmm. The house, bills paid, everything. And that's your goal. That's, is that not doing something looking, is that not doing something for someone else from the, from the get-go? Yeah, but it's a long-term goal. Mm. So there are so many things that have to happen in between that, that require you to bulk up your energy and bulk up your understanding of things. Mm. And it's not just to get them to be good and happy, it, that knowledge benefits you too and goes over into other areas of your life that you don't realize, oh, I got this knowledge for them, but it's also helping me here. Mm. Um, the community is important. I'm not saying we shouldn't do anything. I'm just saying mm. that it's important to start with the self. Yeah, and I feel like you can't give to your community until you do that, you know? Like if, you, if, you're, if that long-term goal is to buy your mum um, you know, a house or a car, then you need to be learning about all of that stuff and you need to be focusing on yourself enough to generate an income to be able to do that or multiple to be able to do that. And you're no one's savior. Mm. Like there's savior complex. Like no one, no one needs you to save them. Of course. Mm. They will be okay somehow. Mm. Yeah. Well done for being the one to like step in and give them what they need, but it would have happened anyway. Mm. I think the most important thing is that I'm learning because I was, I kind of had to shift my mindset where I was focused on everything I'm doing is for my brothers or my mom or something like that. Like they all need to be happy first. And then it kind of changed to, um, I actually lost my complete train of thought. Oh, but well. um, I know <laughs> that's insane. I, I was so close to what I was going to say. But um, what was I going to say? Like, you ain't, you've lost it. 
Yeah. So I heard you talking about like where it started with like your family and mm. you wanted to give to your family first. And did it come back to you? Did it come back to like pouring into yourself? You oh, that's what I was going to say. Thank you. Mm. But um, yeah, <laughs> shifting the mindset from wanting to do all of that and make sure that everyone else is good first. Mm. But then I realized you have to allow people to ask for help, you mm. know, and put yourself, work on yourself enough to be in a position that if someone asks for help, you're able to give it. Because until then, I was that annoying person lecturing everyone to do things the way that I'm doing them because it's helping me. But one, what's helping me might not help another person. And two, you'll just push people away that way and be that annoying person unless they are ready for it and they start asking you to help them. Mm. I think leading by example is so heavily underrated. And the more you try to lead by example... I feel the more you'll give or do. And also, like, we have this thing of... When you're saying people are lost and stuff, it, it sets this hierarchy. Mm. When actually everyone definitely has control of their own energy. The amount of control they have is, like, questionable. Mm. But everyone is sovereign over their own energy mm. Mm. to be able to learn how to control that. So there shouldn't be this expectation that, oh, let me teach you the right way. Yeah because it's not the same for everyone and also it's just like let people find their own frequency let them know how they feel let them figure out oh it feels good when i do this for myself of course yeah because if it was just them what would they do when there's no community to do things for Mm. would they still do the good for themselves Mm. yeah no definitely i feel like everybody's either lost or been lost at some point in their yeah. life though because we don't know life so you're figuring it out i just don't i think i'm me and cam always do this as well like i'm always like trying to find new words for things i respect that though because mm-hmm. i know there's a lot of words that i don't like it but i don't know any better so i just mm-hmm. use exactly. it but i know within myself that i don't mean it in the way that it's preconceived into the world so i could say floating some people yeah. aren't lost or floating or yeah like yeah yeah floating is a good word sleep Mm. Asleep is still mm. resting. It's still like, oh, there's there's stuff going on under the surface. 100%. But lost says that you're disconnected from the sovereign one. Mm. Um, and I don't think anyone's ever really disconnected from God. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. And yes, I have been people can choose to be lost, you know, like choose to feel disconnected. But that doesn't mean you really they are. Off. Like the energy yeah. is always there to tap into whenever you want to do that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. yeah that's what i feel yeah even like a small example today like i was sitting on the train and i was so distracted and i didn't pray for my day when i was at home so i was trying to pray and i was like oh i can't even pray like whatever who cares just leave it and then i just heard in my head have you forgotten how to talk to me you know <laughs> you know how to talk to me like you know how to talk to god and then it was just so easy to to pray you know mm. but it was so easy in that moment to be like oh no i'm disconnected from god that day but that's not true like you can connect or not even to god but to yourself or to a Mm -hmm. higher spirit or whatever you believe or don't believe in but Mm -hmm. stability and groundedness is always there Mm. it'll be interesting to revisit this topic at some point yeah a little part two Mm. Mm. Open door policy to anyone that's been here before yes. as well. If I can find time. Like, yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> that's why I said yeah. open door. It's not, it's not a strict one. Once you've yeah. been here, it's an open door. So yeah. cool. You are always a guest. Um, so, but yeah, we've but come we to are that. the host. Okay. <laughs> 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 Let's not start that. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, yeah, we're at that time of the show. Mm. 
Yes, we're at that time. So it's time, Adrian, for your word of advice based mm. on everything that we've spoken about. One word. One or, or two. two. But um, not three. I'm joking, it can be you. Live bravely. Mm. That's a great one. That's a really good one. I win. I win all <laughs> <of it. laughs> Now, wait a minute. We need to give our wide words. <laughs> okay, but tell us about that. Live bravely. Live bravely. Um, do you watch This Is Us? No. Damn, you don't watch This Is mm-hmm. Us. Okay, anyway, <laughs> let me forget This Is Us. Live bravely because I feel like life is scary mm. and it's not going to stop being scary anytime soon. Um, and there are you start the year going oh yeah i want to really make the most of this year i'm going to be top all for it i'm going to meditate every day i'm going to read mm. every day i'm going to do all these things every single day and you don't do that you get really down sometimes but there's a bravery in stepping out of your bed when you feel really really down mm. and going i'm going to face today mm. i'm going to go outside even though the sunshine feels like pain um and i'm still going to live and be brave to go on a train, even though I'm scared I might see someone, I have to talk to them and they're gonna ask me how I am. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, mm. I'm great. And lie, that's brave. Mm. Um, but it's also brave when you can stand up on a stage and tell your story and say like, this is what I went through. Mm. And I still go through sometimes and my life is better for it. Um, yeah, do the scary thing. Mm. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Darren? (laughs) (laughs) What's your No, mine was not as, it's similar, but it wasn't the same. You basically covered what I was going to say. I was going to say just like, be resourceful Mm. and like take control. But when I say be resourceful, it's not so much as look for things around you, but look for things within yourself to overcome any any situation any difficulties any positive moments just be resourceful basically like don't let things that's happened prior to you impact you or make you hide away like show up be resourceful find a way to go through it find a way to do it deal with things mm-hmm. i feel that so yeah mm. but so mine actually did end up being three words so sorry wow. for giving you a hard time but <laughs> My words of advice (laughs) are um, you have choices. I feel like for me personally, when when you're trying to make changes in your life or be different from how generations before you are, sometimes it doesn't feel like you have a choice or like you're always going to be this way because it's in your DNA, it's in your blood, you know, your mum, your grandma, your great grandma, if they were all like this, why are you not going to be different? Mm. But um, every moment is a choice, you know? Like you could choose anything at any time and all of it counts. Yeah. And anything could be a good choice or a bad choice. Like one day you can make a bad choice, but you end up meeting someone amazing. Mm. So just be present in that. Like if you're making a choice, just know that, sorry, just know that what you're doing is a choice. And you mm-hmm. have more power than you realize. Yeah. I feel. I couldn't stop thinking about how you could have said that in two words. What? Make choices. <laughs> <laughs> or see options. See, see choices. Op- well, these are my wise words, Adrian. I like so. your best words. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. No, but um, thank you for coming. Thank, thank you for so Thanks much. for sharing the room with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Giving, giving all of your thoughts and input. 
We appreciate it. For you I'm to really come. glad to have finally made it. For sure. No, definitely, yeah, definitely, it's been definitely. So good to have you, honestly. Um, yeah. And to everyone else, follow us Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> Message us with any um, topics you want us to cover. DM us with any issues, dilemmas, anything you're going through. Mm. And until next time. Until next time, guys. Until next... I'm not honest. <laughs> <laughs> you are today. Yay. JK. <laughs> <laughs>